You're listening to the KB Podcast Network. <laughs> hey guys, before we get started on the podcast, I wanted to make a quick announcement for Michael McIntyre's new ebook called Tough Times Don't Last, But Tough People Do. This resource is being made available for free, and it's meant to be an encouragement for these times that we're all going through. Here's your chance to refocus, repurpose, and retool yourself to prosper for these times and beyond. Please go visit themichaelmcintyre.com, click the eBooks tab, and get yours absolutely free. This is the Next Level Podcast, a place for business leaders, entrepreneurs, and dreamers to be empowered for an abundant kingdom life. Here's your host, Michael McIntyre. So welcome, everybody. This is Michael McIntyre, your humble host to the Next Level Podcast. And oh, my goodness, have we got a special guest for you. I just want to say that I'm so honored uh, to have Nicole on here today. She is a world-famous therapist, licensed professional counselor, and she's the founder of Breakthrough Endeavor. She passionately fosters people to break through of limited thinking, experience new opportunities, and live out who they were created to be. She excels in stewarding encouragement, support, and wisdom. Nicole provides real and relevant feedback to bring out your desired outcomes. Listen, she's amazing. You guys are in for a treat here. Nicole serves as, as a mental health care professional counselor and provides couples therapy in the San Antonio area. She enjoys spending time outdoors with her husband, Rob, and uh, her two fur babies, Lexi and Lavender. She's also the founder of Breakthrough Endeavors, and uh, which is a counseling facility for healing and wholeness. Nicole stewards people in discovering their God purpose identities, encourages others, their endeavors into living out the fullness of their gifts and callings. She's a licensed professional counselor. She's a licensed chemical dependence counselor, a forensics counselor for judicial population. Uh, she's got a BA from Texas uh, Lutheran University and a master's degree at Texas and from Texas A&M San Antonio. Listen, we are honored to have you on here, Nicole. Thank you so much. How are you doing today? Honored, blessed, and highly favored, and excited to be here talking to you, McIntyre. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. And I just want to let our guests know that it, it's a special treat for us to have Nicole on here. Uh, Sean Bowles uh, introduced us uh, probably a little bit over a year ago, I think it was, maybe a year and a half ago. And uh, Nicole has uh, come to Dallas and we've got to meet Nicole and her husband and uh, did some next level experience. And we've really gotten to know you over the last year and a half. And uh, it's just been a treat. And just you're such a special guest today and uh, to bless our listeners and to help them and to uh, just discover what their purpose are and, and to know that, uh, that you're out there on the, on the front lines out there uh, and, and doing the good work. And so, so let me ask you this, Nicole, what, what got you into this profession? What was your desires? Well, after I got my bachelor's in early childhood education, I started teaching elementary age. And a lot of other teachers would send me their quote unquote problem kids. <laughs> and so what I, it was because we just developed really quick rapport and they could trust me. And so that's when my heart was like, no, you got to do this 
full time, you can't reach these kids when you're concerned about 30 other kids in a classroom. And so that's when I went deeper and started doing counseling and spending more time with people. Wow, that's awesome. And so what, you know, doing this, I know that you've worked with a lot of uh, people who are chemically dependent and you, you're doing some really getting in there, doing some hard work and some group therapy. What, what do you find the most, uh, the, the most common denominator amongst the chemical dependents or the people who are struggling in that, in that space? There are a lot of unique situations, but a common thread is some sort of neglect or abuse that happened in childhood, or they just mm -hmm. didn't have the right person that saw their gifts and their talents and abilities, and, and they didn't have somebody call that out in them at an early age. Wow. Yeah, and I think, you know, one of the things that Stacy and I have experienced, uh, people with alcohol issues and drug dependencies in our in, in our families and we've you know we've actually had family week in Hazleton and out in Tucson and so we're a little bit familiar with some of the process but when you I know that you do a lot of group therapy sessions as well and so when do you find that there's a lot more healing in a group session or is it one-on-one -on -one or both or explain the difference and what you see in these breakthroughs it's a mix some people do really well just individually with a counselor and then others need that group support and a, mm. like a, there is a lot of healing when they get to express themselves to somebody else. And then hearing somebody else's story, that even touches people in ways you can't even imagine. I bet. Yeah, testimonials are always amazing. I know that when, when Stacey and I went to Family Week in Hazleton, Minnesota, uh, or Hazleton Clinic in Minnesota, I don't know if you're familiar with that one, but uh, it's famous for Elvis landed there in 1970 six or 77 and with his helicopter he went in for a 15 minute session and uh <laughs> sadly got back into his helicopter and left but when we when we were there for uh, in hazelton for family week uh we uh we, we found that the testimonials were every day they had a, an hour testimonial in the auditorium and it was like it was like must see tv you had to go there it was just it was just riveting and and learning on how people deal with this and the and the tragedies that they went through and and it was such a healing process just to hear it for us and I'm sure it was for them as well oh yes absolutely and one of the things I find kind of funny is a lot of the clients that I have that don't want to speak in group like they're terrified they get to this place where they just like word vomit and it, they just start talking in groups and they get so much healing from that. It's like their voice has been on lockdown for so long and they, they get to this point where they just get to pour it out and that's really therapeutic. Wow. Not that's just for awesome. them, but you, yeah. Yeah. So you, so you get to create a space for that. And so how, how do you, I mean, you know, it, it seems to me, because I know like in, you know, at Next Level Experience, Stacey and I, you know, we want to create a safe space for people. Of course, uh, we we don't necessarily have people that have chemical dependencies or, or uh, those issues. But uh, in, in this group therapy sessions or individual uh, places, how how is it that you create the safe space for them to where they trust you and that they can pour their heart out and get that healing? I wish I knew how to say that in like real words to like follow this <laughs> right. up and make it sound pretty, but, right. but I, I don't know. Like all I can say really is it's, it's God's presence. It's this perfect peace that 
is in the atmosphere and people feel it when they walk in, you know? Yeah. And so it's just something bigger than me. Yeah. I can't take the credit there, but it's real. And, and people feel that they feel the environment shift when they walk in there and it just creates this space where like, it's okay to be me. And I can tell her the things I told myself I was going to take with me to the grave. That's awesome. That is so awesome. So now you do a lot of work with the uh, the judicial population. So uh, is it the ex-cons or is it people who are still in, in, in you know, prison or still in jail? Explain how all that works. So the main population I work with are people who have served time in a federal prison and they are out now on probation. Okay. And so usually it's um, court ordered, the judge ordered that they get some sort of mental health and substance use therapy. I see. I, I remember I remember when you first came to Next Level Experience. I didn't know you and uh you know Sean Bowles kind of introduced you to us and and uh you know I remember you know when you finally started giving your testimonial uh testimony and about what you do I was blown away because you know at, at first blush you look at I, we look at you as as this you know uh, professional, this attractive woman, and here you are in here working with ex-convicts and people from federal prison and, and doing this sort of thing. It just, it really blew us away. So I imagine you being a woman and you being uh, who you are and at the age you are, uh, it's pretty interesting, uh, their reactions when they see you and start talking to you, yes? Yes. Oh, yes. We're all human. We come in with our own judgments. Everybody does. Right. <laughs> and so the, the counseling room and this population is no different. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Well, I know that. So so you also deal with people who had not been in, in, in incarcerated or th those sort of things. Right. And you started this breakthrough endeavors. How is that? How has that changed your practice? Uh, and how is that working now on this uh, going forward in your practice in this Breakthrough Endeavors? So the Breakthrough Endeavors took a route I really wasn't anticipating. I'm working with a lot of um, couples and marriage counseling. So that's really unique work in and of itself. I bet it is. And how long have you been married? Uh, Rob and I have been married over three years. Awesome. And I understand that your husband has joined the United States Navy. He has. Yes, he has. And that's awesome. Are you excited for him? Very excited. This is something he's wanted to do since he was a teenager. So that's so I'm, amazing. Yes, I'm happy to be a part of his journey. Yeah, that's awesome. So he's going to be deployed for a while. And uh, that's going to be a big shift for your family. Yes. Yes. Yes, and he's my best friend. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So, all right. So, tell me this. You've got. I, I know you. You're working with s some people. So, tell me what. What a, you know. What generally your. Uh, you get inquiries and people want to come in for counseling. They want to. Do you ever do telephone counseling or tell tell us exactly how you administer your practice? So there's definitely in person one on ones and then couples counseling, but with all this. COVID-19 going on, it's really boosted the telehealth. And so what that means is we can do a conference call or we can do something like a Zoom or another platform. 
um, so people don't have to get out of their homes. So that's been really exciting too. It's actually expanded too. So now I'm like reaching beyond the San Antonio area because people can just dial in now and get a therapy session. That is so awesome. How long does a typical session last? Uh, 45 to 50 minutes. Okay, that's awesome. And so uh, do you counsel people for like, is it like a, a ongoing thing? Is it months? Is it years? Is it weeks? Uh, or just, you know, one and done? How does that usually work? So there, there are a few people that really know the root of their issue. And so they may come for, you know, three to five sessions and get some good coping skills. And just somebody to be in agreement with them and kind of stand in the gap for them. And then they're good. They're done. And other people, it takes a really long time to figure out what it is they really want to address. And, and the other part is their willingness. Some people kind of know what their issue is, but they're not really in the place where they're ready to work on that issue. And so that's what a lot of counseling is, too, is just getting to the place of readiness and building that trust and that that rapport and then being able to go in and do the work. And sometimes that work can take a few months. I see. And so if, if somebody has, um, so you, you mentioned getting at the root of the, of the problem. And I know that, uh, you know, you're a believer and, uh, and so I know sometimes people come in who are not believers. Is that right? Yes. Yes. I do a lot of, um, non-faith based. Mm -hmm. And so how does, how does that, you know, bring, how do you bring, Jesus into that or do you or is it more of a covert operation or how, how does that work for you? Um, I think Jesus is already there. He is longing to talk to these people um, and it's not my place to talk about Jesus in the counseling office at right, all right. but um, but just I think them having somebody who is comes at them in a place that's non-judgmental and they just truly want to hear their story that in and of itself, I think, is what people are looking for and a different perspective and just some tools on how to cope with life and maybe how to step into their next phase in life or really, truly discover who they are and the power that they carry. And so that's kind of my role there. And then some are just looking for healing and they want to talk about trauma. So it's a lot of trauma work, too. And and so, like, I know that you're also working with the church there in San Antonio, too, and developing something for the church people. Yes. So well, it's on pause. It's on pause right now because of COVID. So we're not right. able to be in groups. But right. when it does get going, hopefully this summer, it's just a um, like a recovery community. But it's not just for substance use. It's anybody that feels like they've gotten... Um, disconnected or distracted for a period of time and they want to get back on track, whether it be a relationship with God or their business or their family with children, maybe reconciliation in a marriage, just a place to come and gather and get emotional support from other people. That's awesome. And so this is going to be held at, at the, uh, the church that you're uh, going to or have gone to, and they're going to start bringing these people in once a week. Is that, is that right? That is right. It's going to be at Summit Christian Center. Mm -hmm. Awesome. So if somebody wants to do this, they can check out Summit Christian Center. And when, when this COVID-19 uh, deal is done with, yes, Lord, uh, sooner. And uh, so they can gather there. And what, what days are you guys going to do that on? We're doing that on Tuesday evenings. So okay, great. We're shooting for 730. That may change just depending on, you know, all the changes that happen after this. Yeah. 
Of course. Okay, so my one of my questions is, what would you think the, the top three issues that people have that come into counseling? I mean, I know there's, you know, uh, you know, there's a lot of fear, there's a lot of anxiety sometimes, and there's uh, there's anxiousness that happens. What what would you say is is people's most you know is the root of most people's issues that really need help in in having a professional guide them through that? Rejection is a huge one. At some point mm. in their life, getting over that rejection and and figuring out what that rejection really did to their to their self worth that's a huge one and um, abandonment and fear, like you said, and I think those all kind of tie into their self-worth. It kind of challenges who they are and who they believe they're made to be. And so getting in there and doing that work and building them up again is a, is a big bulk of the work. That's so good. And I, you know, rejection is a huge factor. And I know that, you know, um, that a lot of times there's, there's trigger mechanisms that happen too. And, uh, you know, and some people, you know, they'll, they'll get, uh, somebody will reject them in some situation, a business or a spouse or a friend, or, you know, even getting turned down for a loan or something like that. Uh, do you find those things are common in the triggers and, and all of a sudden people need, they, they, they need help with that, or do they even know Do sometimes they, they, they don't really know the cause and they have to go deeper into that to find out what that route is. Oh, absolutely. Half the time they don't know, but they have this belief in their head that formed at some point in life, like you said, in a trigger situation. And so they start living their life on that belief. And then usually in counseling, that belief gets challenged or they get to meet that belief face to face. And then they really get to identify and break that belief down and be like, hey, is this really what I believe? You know, mm. somebody yeah, looked because- at me the wrong way. Yeah, right. Yeah, it could be a simple thing, right? I mean, it doesn't have to be yes. something dr- dramatic as, you know, as a spouse, you know, filing divorce or, or uh, you know, a boyfriend breaking up or uh, getting turned down for a job. It could be it, it could be something just even, uh, like you said, a, a, a somebody look at you wrong way could trigger something. Yep. <laughs> I yeah. know. It's, it's, so with, with that, do, you know, do you have situations that find it uh, uh, like are like are sometimes you have to refer things out or do you do you call in other counselors? How do you how do you cope with some of that and how do you deal with uh, that onslaught sometimes of, of that uh, that those, those problems, those burdens being being poured out to you? How do you deal with that on a day to day basis? So absolutely, yes. Advocating for the client's needs is a huge part of my therapy. So sometimes, you know, a a parent that I've worked with wants me to meet with their kid. And so, okay, so I meet with their kid and is it something that I can address or do they need somebody, a specialist in this? And so then we do have to refer out and get them linked up with a specialist. And then sometimes too, with people with substance use, they may be in, you know, a stage of denial and they just want to learn to control this or use less or whatever they want to to feel in control of this problem. And mm-hmm. then, you know, they may get to a point where it's like, okay, I can't do this on my own. And so then we refer them to inpatient or outpatient where they get a higher level of care, where we can't mm-hmm. necessarily do that in a, in a one hour a week type of thing. And, and, and sometimes, yeah, go ahead, I'm sorry. And then, of course, sometimes, you know, you deal with people who are having thoughts of suicide. And so we have to get mm. them to safety. And sometimes that looks like getting them to a hospital, which is okay. It, you know, and they they end up being pretty grateful for that. 
So uh, I imagine so. I, and that must be a tough call sometimes to have, you know, to, to intervene in that situation. But I often hear a lot of times people who have uh, some mental health issues, they get on medication, which helps them. And then all of a sudden they decide not to take their meds anymore. And um, what, why, why is that? Why is that a commonality or is it a common or is it just am I making this up? <laughs> no, there's definitely some truth there. Yeah, some people, they just have this belief that they want to overcome whatever it is, anxiety, depression, um, anything on their own, and they want to do it naturally. And, I, you know, I'm all for that, yes. But at some point, if it's not working and it's costing them a lot, a lot in their life, and they're not getting sleep and they're being, you know, in a place of torment, you know, we do have to advocate because sometimes medication, it really does help. God gave somebody that wisdom how to make that. And it Amen. doesn't mean they have to, they don't have to be on it for life, but it can really help transition and, and stabilize. And so yeah. with that, and so with that, uh, do you have, you know, it seems like denial is probably a big thing sometimes in, in your, in, in your practice with people and uh, pointing out the blind spots. Is that, do you find that that's difficult to do or uh, you have to be gentle in that process? So you, you know, so you don't, you know, you know, hit a trigger point or how, how do you, how do you get to that denial aspect? Usually I give a disclaimer <laughs> in my groups <laughs> and in my one-on-ones. And, and really, this is true. This is what I say. At some point in our therapy session or in our group session, I'm going to offend you. I'm going to say something that hit a point, a point and you're not going to like it. And you, you're going to want to say, you know, F this counselor or she doesn't know what she's talking about or whatever right, it right. is. And, and I get it. I totally get it. And, and it's okay to be there. You know, I tell them that's fine. That's okay. I did. I did say something that offended you, but you can choose to stay in that offense or you can have a paradigm shift and you can do the work and ask yourself, why did what she say bother me so much? What is it going on internally with me that I need to look at? And mm. oftentimes people do go to that level, you know, but unfortunately not everybody's ready for that either. We yeah. want to put that mirror, that put that mirror back up there on the wall. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know that. You know, I know it. it you know, it, it's got to be so rewarding for you to to help people in this process. Now, I know that also sometimes people come in who are believers and they tell you that they're believers. Yes. And so how, do, do you bring the Holy Spirit into that aspect at that point? And uh, I know you always pray and to have the Holy Spirit present, but do you openly talk to them about uh, your beliefs as well or what the Holy Spirit might be doing in their lives? So in private practice, there's a little bit more freedom for that. And so I just usually, I use like a wholeness chart, like a wheel. And spirituality is part of that. And so I tend to just meet people wherever they are in their spiritual language and their faith. And it's up to them because this is their hour. They're paying for it. And so I just want to come alongside them wherever they are and, and help grow them in, in the direction that they want to go. And so if it's good. not, if, if they don't want to talk about their spirituality, okay, we're not talking about spirituality. <laughs> right. Well, that's why you're so successful at this and you're, you're just an amazing counselor. So I want to hear, you know, uh, tell me about, tell me about Nicole. Where'd you grow up at? How'd you become a counselor? What was the, you know, have you always been a believer? Tell us about, tell us about you. 
Hmm, I am the oldest of five in our family, and my childhood was split in San Antonio and then up in northern Arizona, and so we um, grew up really close with my mom's side of the family, and so the leadership was developed at a very young age. We would always get <laughs> together at our grandparents' house, and there's like 14 grandkids, and the, the wow. adults were, were taking care of, the men were outside taking care of the meat, barbecuing, you know, and the women were inside <laughs> doing all the sides and the prep work. And it was like, Nicole, take care of the kids. And so there I was with 13 other kids and it was so much fun. We would put on plays, you know, I mean, this is um, nice. Easter weekend. So I've been thinking a lot about that this weekend. We used to do a reenactment of like the passion. <laughs> I love so, that. We would crucify my brother every year. <laughs> and then, you know, the younger kids would be crawling around like sheep. And one was a donkey, I think. <laughs> I love it. That's awesome. Yeah, so you guys so had, a, you, you had a lot of fun as a child. I did. And that's still, I think, a part of who I am now. It's just teaching people to just, you know, not everything has to be so deep we don't always have to do that and we don't have to explain everything sometimes we can have fun just being ourselves isn't that the truth i mean i think sometimes especially in the christian community sometimes people take themselves so seriously you know and uh and i i think you know i i believe that you know there's a reason why god created laughter there's a reason why we have humor and there's a reason why you know we can have things that are fun and uh and and lighten up a little bit and not take ourselves so seriously so at what point did you were you raised in a christian family or did you always believe or did you what or do you remember the point that you gave your life to jesus i do i was raised in a christian home um my mom was catholic but then uh, my dad was non-denominational so we grew up in a non-denominational very charismatic church um, people were, you know, speaking in tongues and giving interpretations. And um, it was when I got saved, it was on a Friday, a good Friday. And there was. Oh, wow. A, it, yeah, it was a, it was a play. It was a reenactment. And just seeing that opened up my heart. It touched my heart. And I said, I need him. Come on. That's awesome. And so uh, so you grew up in the charismatic faith. And so, uh, you know listening to Sean Bowles and all that stuff was, was nothing new for you. And you, you felt right at home in that space. Yes, absolutely. There was a point in our, during our moving back and forth from Arizona and San Antonio, and we kind of fell away from that and just went to, um, I, I don't know what you would call it, just a non-denominational church. And the gifts weren't really um, honored in there or really weren't talked about very much. Um, mm -hmm. So, then being back on my own as an adult, finding my own church. Um, and with my husband, too, we were searching for a church, and we're back in, in a charismatic church now. And um, it's, it's, it's made our um, – it's really brought us together as a husband and a wife to, to see the Holy Spirit come in and, like, work in us and through us. It's been a blessing. That's so cool. That's so awesome. And so uh, I've had the pleasure of, of uh, knowing your husband and talking to him and coaching with him. And, uh, and so, you know, him jumping off in here and, and I remember 
uh, him talking about joining the Air Force. I think he was looking at it first, and then he switched over to the Navy. Uh, so this process for him has been huge. And uh, so that's going to be, you know, he's going to be deployed for, what, six to nine months, I believe, without seeing him. Yes. Yes. And, you know, when I heard about it, I was with you and Stacy and your family doing the next level. And I get this voicemail from Rob <laughs> that, he, <laughs> that he was talking to a recruiter. And I'm like, what? <laughs> what the what? <laughs> yes. And so it was so blessed to have you and Stacy around and just, you know, kind of share the shock. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I just, I, I just think, you know, I, I've watched Rob grow here in the last year and uh, you know, when he came and did next level and then he did leadership 300 and, and just the profound change uh, in the transformation in his heart uh, and watching him grow has just been phenomenal. And uh, I just admire the way you stood for your husband and you, you stood in the gap and, and, and you did it and, uh, and your commitment to that is just, it's really uplifting and to watch a wife do that for her husband. Yeah, thank you. It's um, the father's heart. It really is. And, you know, not to just to be real and authentic right now, like your family has just ministered to us, you know, as a mom and dad and as a brother and sister. And, you know, a lot of what we're doing now and who we are now wouldn't have been possible if it wasn't mm. for the, the work that y'all do. Oh, you're so kind. Thank you, Nicole. You're so sweet. Listen, what you, the way you show up, it inspires us. And I know that, uh, you know, I think you did Next Level Experience back uh, back in February of 2018 or 19. I don't remember. Uh, but, uh, yeah, and <laughs> what was interesting, I remember when you were in Next Level, because I didn't know you, uh, and uh, uh, you were so interesting. And I just – and uh, I remember telling you that uh, – I remember you saying that I reminded you of your pastor at one time. And I thought, "Uh oh, that could be really good or really bad. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Like I, I get this. What did you call it? Uh, RBF. And so you thought I was so mad at you during the whole thing or I didn't like you or something. And I was like, no, I'm like soaking this in. Like, I, it's hitting. It's landing. Then. Well, I, I also, you know, it's you, you remind me of Brianna a lot because you guys are so closed lip, tight lip. And I guess that's because of your profession, which is good, but you're like a CIA operative. <laughs> and then like trying to get, trying to get information out of you. It was like, Oh my gosh, this is work. But yeah, I, and I told, I remember telling Stacey, I said, uh, nah, this is Nicole. She's not getting it. She's, she's not getting any of this. <laughs> I, and, and I had made up all this stuff, you know, because, you know, I, you know, I, like everybody else in the world, I had some rejection spirit on me. <laughs> and, so, and, and, and then to find out later that you were all in uh, hook, line and sinker was awesome. And then, in fact, I think you've also uh, facilitated about seven or eight of these next level experiences. And every time, you know, I, I know a lot of our people out there haven't done next level experience yet, and this isn't a plug for that. But uh, I think, you know, in the facilitating process, it's really come back. It's really get it gets you another level of 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 just understanding of where we are in, in everyday life. And I think you've even used some of that in your practice. Yes. Yes. And and the fruit of it, too, is a maturity. Like you said, you get this understanding. You, you Your eyes just get open to see people really, truly from the father's perspective. Yeah. And so that's, that's a lot of the times what happens. And then to see the facilitators and you and Stacy just 
show up in different ways too. It's just beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah. I remember uh, a few, few next level experiences ago and, and every now and then we get, we get stuck, you know, as you know, and we get <laughs> stuck and so, somebody's dealing with their stuff and, uh, you know, uh, we're trying to point out maybe a blind spot and, and all of a sudden you jumped up and come up there and process somebody like, I was like, Whoa, look at that. It was so awesome to watch that professionalism come out in you and you step into the gap with that person and just really be Jesus to them. And just, it blew Stacy and I away. We just, we, we, we love watching you uh, work, Nicole, watching the Holy Spirit work through you. So it's, it's exciting every time for us to have you around. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it's good. And then, so, so what's next for Nicole Lamont? What, I mean, you've got this breakthrough ministry, this, this breakthrough endeavors going and, and how long have you had breakthrough endeavors up and going? Last year I did, um, since I think 2016, some private, I started private practice and then it's really started forming in this last year with a name, with a, um, what's, I feel called to do in the sessions type of thing, like an area to work on. Um, and so that's, that's where it's really at. That's where it's really taking off right now. You know, you asked a question about some of the, the themes that I'm running into. So in the private practice, there are people that want um, faith-based counseling. So what I'm seeing a lot of right now are people who don't even know that they have a heart for David, like David, and mm-hmm. they're, they're running into this, like religious spirit of, I don't understand praise and worship. Like, come on. I just want to go to a church where, you know, it's one or two songs and get me to the sermon <laughs> and get me out of there. And so that's a lot of what it's been right now. It's a heart issue. A lot of that just, and they don't even realize that that's what they want. And they get this breakthrough with this intimacy with Jesus and it just shifts their world. Like it's, they don't even need counseling anymore. They just, they learn, they pick up the tools, and they understand how to have that intimate time with their father. And that's really what shifts their world. So I love that. And so what you say, they can get delivered once they get into that river and they see what God's providing for them. Yeah? Absolutely. That's so cool. That's so awesome. Well, I just I just find it fascinating of, of, of your life and what you have achieved in such a short period of time and, and the work that you're doing out there. And so if somebody wants to get a hold of Nicole Lamont and, and do that, how would they go about doing it? So they can go to my website. It's BreakthroughEndeavors.com. And there's a link on there to email or call. And then also on social media, Facebook and Instagram at Breakthrough Endeavors. Awesome. And so you're open for business. I know you, you have uh, clients and you uh, have people in the San Antonio area. And I know that uh, we actually introduced you to one of our favorite people uh, who, who has done this interview, Jamie Lynn Walnow. And uh, yeah. I know that you, you guys are hanging out together on, on sometimes on teas or coffees when, when it's not COVID-19 <laughs> around us. And uh, I just love the way you guys are working through the community and showing up huge. And, you know, as we say in Next Level, showing up big. But not only do you show up big, but you are seen once you show up, Nicole. And I just, I just want to say thank you and let our listeners know that, uh, that, that you are an amazing tool that God's using in this, in this community and, and doing your professional counseling and helping people walk through their, their triggers and, and getting to the root of their issues. And I just, I just find it fascinating. And I thank you so much for blessing us today for this interview. And uh, please tell 
uh, Lexi and Lavender, your your fur babies. <laughs> uh, I guess Rob's out walking them right now, so they're not. Uh, they you know because they they want to get on the mic. I'm sure too. Oh, they're really excited. They want to give their little <laughs> shout out too. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, is there anything you'd like to say final to the listeners out there about uh, about your your practice or about what you got on your heart? Just one day at a time. Just keep loving well, living well, and I am so honored to know you and your family. And thank you for having me on. That's awesome. Thank you, Nicole. You're a pleasure, and uh, we're just we're we're just honored for you to take this time for, out of your schedule and for this interview. And we wish all the best for you and your practice at uh, Breakthrough Endeavors, and and uh, for Rob joining the United States Navy. Uh, and uh, we wish him the best of luck. And I know it's going to be a huge year for both of you. And so we thank you, and uh, we thank you for all the work you're doing. Uh, on behalf of the Holy Spirit and in helping people in everyday situations. So thank you and thank you for listening. And listen, we'll be back again next week for another exciting interview. Have a blessed day, everybody. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, friends, please remember to rate, review, subscribe, and share our podcast on Apple, Spotify, and all other platforms where great podcasts are found. Thank you. Thank you for checking out the Next Level Podcast. For more information or additional resources, please visit themichaelmcintyre.com.